Hello again. I hope um, your day is going well. So with this podcast, I was reading something recently. And um, in fact, it's a theme that has come up uh, a few times for me in uh, recent months. And I thought it was worth talking about in a podcast. Um, The context of what I'm going to talk about wasn't particularly to do with photography, but I think it applies equally well. And that's failure. So if you grew up in the West, in Western culture, Uh, there's almost a stigma to failing. Um, It's almost like that thing that we dare not do. And if you do buy into that, and I've seen this in um, a lot of different areas in my career, in my life, it takes away that willingness to take a risk at times because um, sometimes people are so worried about failing that they don't even attempt the um, whatever it is they are wanting to do. Now, this may not resonate with you at all. You might not have any any problem about taking risks or, or trying things out. Um, and if that's the case, then this, this particular podcast might not be for you. But if it does resonate in some way, then I, I do encourage you just to listen um, because um, I've learned a lot through being willing to fail and to take the lessons away with me. So I guess just to give you an, adva- an example of that, and it's... Um, in a context which is not photography, but uh, I play um, guitar. <laughs> I'm pretty average if on a good day. Uh, so I'm by no means, uh, and I don't regard myself as a good guitarist, but I enjoy music and I'm trying to learn the piano at the moment. And um, some friends here in, in France, um, through through some friends here in France, I've been asked to get involved with a little group and we might do something live and that would involve me playing the bass, which I don't play. So um, I'm learning all of the time. And the thing about learning something new is that failure is inevitable. It's, it's, It's like when you go back to learning to walk, babies fall over all the time and they just get up and have another go. And getting back to my music, a few years ago, I was playing around. I was, I was living in Sydney at the time. I had a guitar instructor and um, I would have a lesson once a week. And I'd been mucking about at home one evening and I played it to my instructor. And he said, well, you know, let's have a go. Let's let's actually use this and write something. So I got into writing music. And the reason that I'm sharing this is that I was practicing, I was playing, I was playing the piece that I'd written and I made a mistake with one of the chords. So failure, <laughs> failure to play it correctly. But in doing that, I actually played something that was much better. So I then kind of incorporated that and used the, just that difference. It was a difference in chord. I hadn't quite got my fingers on the strings properly. So I misplayed a chord. And um, that took the song off in a different direction and it gave it much more depth, the the music got more interesting. So like I say, the reason for sharing this is that we don't know where failure will necessarily take us. So to my mind, when we start on a project, whatever it is, whether it's photography, music or something else, we kind of have an end goal in mind. There's an outcome we're going for. So in the case of photography, it would be a particular photograph that we're trying to create. And that might be something that we've seen elsewhere and we're trying to replicate, or it might just be an idea that's come into our head. And in the process of creating that image, uh, we mess up somewhere. Now, in a lot of cases, maybe there isn't any more to that. It just didn't work. It's not a good image. You delete it, do whatever. 
Uh, but every now and again, we'll do something we weren't expecting and it leads to um, a different way of handling or photographing a particular subject. And a way in which I think this works much better, and if you've uh, listened to these podcasts before, I'm sure you will have heard me say it, is that one of the best things you can do as a photographer is not to look at your images straight away. Um, in the wildlife photography community, this is the term I only came across relatively recently, uh, it's called chimping, where you, um, you take a photograph and you immediately look at the back of the camera to see what you've got. And of course, you miss whatever is going on um, if you've been paying attention. Um, so rather than look at your work straight away, I mean, by all means, look at it straight away to see what you've got, but don't delete it. Leave it for a few months, I'd say a minimum of three months, and then have a look at that image again. And something that I've often found, and I have spoken about this before, but when I look at photographs I've taken sometime in the past, it might be months ago or even a few years ago, and I look at them with fresh eyes, I see other potential. Now, I think there are two factors at play here. One is that when you take um, an image, you ha you're, you're taking it with a particular outcome in mind. You want to have a, a final result and you're shooting with that in mind. And if you look at an image and for whatever reason, it, it isn't where you wanted it to be. It doesn't take you to that particular outcome. There's obviously a temptation to just delete it. But the fact is that most cameras these days uh, will allow you to store a lot of photographs on the camera. And if you regularly back up your photographs, I absolutely recommend that you don't delete things. So that's the first aspect to it. The second thing is that if you wait for a few months and or even longer, what's happened in that time is you've been exposed to other images, you've maybe had different experiences, um, all sorts of things kind of happened. And all of that will come together to make you view that photograph in a slightly different way or maybe in a very different way to the way you would have viewed it when you first took it. So th those, those are my suggestions anyway, that you don't delete work or, or images you've taken because they weren't quite what you were aiming for. Uh, let them be because you might have other ideas, you might get into a different form of photography or a different uh, a kind of variation around the subject that you like to photograph. There might be different ways of uh, presenting whatever it is you want to present, the story that you want to present. And... Sometimes going back through those old images, you'll find something that previously you didn't particularly like, and it can easily become one of your favorite images. So this takes me back to failure. And I, if, if you are one of those people who is worried about failing, and here I'm not talking about doing a job for somebody. When you, Let's say you're doing um, photographing a wedding for somebody. That, that's a different situation because you do need to be able to produce results which that person will like. And um, the, the process for me when I was doing that kind of work, and I didn't do it very often because it, it, it didn't really float my boat, but I would show examples of my work, what I would do. Um, I would do a, um, a portrait shoot normally with somebody uh, beforehand so they got used to my style and how I worked and so that they could see when I asked them to do something, what the final result would be. And in doing that, when I did it at the wedding, if it involved other guests, they would actually support me because they knew 
um, why if I was asking the whole group to do a certain thing, why I was doing that and what the um, the results would look like. So if you're shooting for somebody who's paying you, obviously you need to produce work that they are happy with, um, not only so that you have a happy customer, but obviously that reflects on your reputation. But going beyond that, any other thing you're doing, and it might even be on a wedding, you might just try some candids, you might try some other ideas. As long as you hit your primary shoot list and completed it, uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't shoot additional um, images, which might be framed differently, might be crops, might be um, um, just sort of general kind of kind of shots that you would get um, uh, when perhaps the not the, the more unusual wedding photographs, the candidates. That was the word I was struggling for there. <laughs> if you noticed that. Um, but have a go with it and don't worry about it because those those photographs are part of that learning curve. If you're not doing paid work, if you're just shooting for yourself, it gets a lot easier because then you feel free to experiment, try different things, different um, camera settings, maybe the aperture, maybe shutter speed, try a variation on shutter speed, change your position, get high, get low. Um, just think of different ways of handling the subject. Shoot into the light, into the sun or however it's lit. Try different things. But don't be afraid to experiment and don't worry about failing. And and frankly, my own opinion is that when you're doing, when you're experimenting in a creative medium, whatever it might be, there's no such thing as failure. Um, it's simply an experiment. You either like it in that moment or you don't. And as I said, it might be something that you like down the track uh, that at the time you shoot it, you don't like simply because you've looked at other images. So I'm not going to talk a lot more about this. This is quite a short podcast, but it's one that I think is quite important. Um, so I guess the final things to say are, first of all, think about how you can shoot your subject differently. Now, it might be that you look at what's on social media or on um, in photography groups or forums, uh, maybe even stock photos. Have a look through stock photographs. It's very easy to jump on a stock photograph site, uh, something like Shutterstock, and just put a search in for your subject, and you might and you you will definitely get uh, images related to that subject that those photographers have tagged. And again, in there, there might be views or treatments of that subject that you hadn't previously thought about, and. What typically happens is when you try them, uh, they won't quite come out the way you thought, so you just try something differently. Um, one of the things I like to do is definitely to change my settings. I love changing position. Um, I love looking for other ways of framing a subject, looking at what else is around, and maybe putting other objects in the frame that I wouldn't normally have with that subject, but just as an experiment. So try all of those things and see what you get. Now, as I've said, a lot of them probably uh, won't float your boat too much, and that's fine, but come back to them later. So what I would suggest is um, definitely give that a go. Um, maybe if you haven't made a list of those things, just think about shutter speed, think about apertures, so depth of field. Depth of field is a great one uh, because you can have a lot of fun with subjects just by greatly varying the depth of field, make a very tight area um, on them, whatever your subject is, have that in focus and the rest out of focus. But look at um, 
maybe backgrounds have them very dark or very light try side lighting rather than uh, lighting your subject from above or from the front um, once you start getting into lighting variations there's a lot of different things you can do shoot down onto a subject if it's a portrait have them look up at you um, that can give a different look uh, you might even find you get those canoes under the um, you know in the eye uh, where you get the the white of the eye more um, prominent in that shot and that can give a different feel uh, to that whole um, that whole image and also look at black and white look at what you how you can vary the contrast what difference does that make can you vary the grain so change your ISO so you get very grainy images or go for very low ISO maybe even jump onto uh, put your uh, camera on a tripod and shoot that way so that you've got very very high resolution images and um, experiment with those so as i say i, I to me it's it, it, photography is definitely a creative outlet and the way that we grow if you particularly if you're trying to develop a style the way we develop that style is through experimentation and there are definitely ins- inspirations um uh, around uh, things that might inspire you to try something different but do give give that some thought. Now, the, the final thing I wanted to just touch on was social media. And I, it's something I, I do talk about from time to time. And don't worry what other people say about your work. And um, this comes back to posting on something like Facebook or Instagram. And you might be really pleased with the result you've got. But when you post it, you get very few likes or you get a lot of negative comments don't buy into that stuff. Uh, by all means, share your work. Um, if you are consistent with your style of work, you'll start to attract people who like that style. Uh, people who comment, unless you invite them to comment, I would, you know, honestly, in, in most cases, I just ignore them uh, because I, I will ask people to critique my photographs on occasion, but they are people whose work I've seen and that I respect and I genuinely want to learn from them and get their perspective on work that I've done. Having said that, I might not necessarily agree with what they're, they're saying or I'll t- take their point of view on board, but it, it's something that I might choose to ignore and that's the um, the benefit of, of asking for feedback. Uh, you're completely within your rights to ignore it. Um, unsolicited feedback to me, uh, particularly if it's negative, tells you more about the person making the comment than your work and art obviously is subjective so in my opinion there are no rights and wrongs yes you can shoot a a technically uh, correct image so um, you know it's nice and sharp it's in focus colors good all of the rest of it Uh, but it might not be very inspiring inspiring whereas you can shoot the same subject with something that isn't technically correct, it might be blurry, um, you, you might have got your shutter speed wrong or the aperture's wrong or something's wrong with it. And yet that photograph in that moment, you might achieve a connection uh, with your subject that you don't have when you produce a, technic- a technically correct um, image. So don't get caught up in that. So I, I, to me, to, to finish this off, this really is why not being worried about failure is so important. Um, yes, we like, we like to shoot good images that are correct, that everything is, all the settings are correct, it looks fine, it looks sharp, it's the kind of thing that might be good in a stock library. But the real creativity comes where we start to use our imagination, try, and so, try something different. 
And every now and again, you're going to produce a a result that is different and, and perhaps way better than anything you would shoot without trying that particular change that you've just tried. So do experiment. If you're, um, if, if this appeals to you, but you're not really sure where to start, do have a look at things like 14-day challenges. I do have one on my website, uh, but there are many others around as well. It's very easy to Google them. I don't charge for mine. You just jump on and you get an email every day for 14 days and it just um, makes uh, it gives you one particular aspect of photography to try that day. And, um, but that's only, you know, it's 14 different things, but there are a lot more things than I have in my 14. So you could, for example, try shooting with a standard lens, a 50 mil lens, and only use that one lens, uh, for, for all of the photographs you, you take on a shoot. It might be one day or you could try it for a week. Again, whatever you want to do. So, um, a single focal length lens is a good one especially if you're used to zooming if you normally just use zoom lenses which is what I do you know straight up um, it's an interesting challenge it gets you thinking and it gets you um, approaching the subject in a different way Um, another challenge uh, there are are many there I'm just trying to think of a good one actually (laughs) hence the pause Um, yeah, definitely um, a fixed focal length is a good one. Um, you can try a flash photography challenge. I, I don't use flash myself, so maybe it's something I could try with non uh, sort of wildlife stuff. Um, but with a flash gun, particularly if you've got a, a, a kind of remote connection to it, so you don't have the camera physically, uh, sorry, you don't have the flash gun physically on the camera, that's quite handy. Um, in the old days, I would do that with a hot shoe um, uh, plug-in thing and a key, a lead that went to the flash gun, which meant I could position the flash in um, a variety of different positions. I'd try bounce, I'd try reflectors, look for natural reflectors that might be just around. So it might be a white door, for example, or things like that. But again, if if that that if you're into that sort of photography, start thinking along those lines. How can you vary? the lighting can you use fill-in flash if you've got a fill-in flash but you don't generally use it what difference can that make um again if you have got a flash gun try experimenting with that so there are many things there i would point you to the internet at this point (laughs) because um you'll have your own ideas and um I, i always find jumping on the the internet and googling something um is a great place for me to get ideas for um for different shoots or even talking about things on podcasts it's it's quite interesting to get other people's perspectives and and I like to see how they um, kind of relate to what I've done. Okay, so that is it. So um, I guess the final thing to say is if you are someone who's a bit nervous, you like to get everything right all the time, uh, the, the kindest thing I can say to you is let go of that and actually embrace failure. Embrace shooting something that hasn't come out the way you expected it to. Learn from it. Uh, When things go, I'm I'm a firm believer that when things go wrong, we learn an awful lot more than when they go right. Um, Partly because we have to break down why it went wrong. Well, you know, if if you get an image that isn't what you wanted, okay, what what went wrong there? What setting would you need to change, or settings would you need to change to get the result you want? Is it a question of lighting? Um, is it a question of position? 
Is it how you're interacting with your subject? Particularly if you're doing portraits, does the, the subject look very tense? So that might point to you needing to do a little bit of work on how you interact with your subjects. And if that is something you're struggling with, I would suggest that when you start doing a portrait shoot, one thing you can do is just leave the camera behind for a little while and leave it in its in in a box, in the car, if you've gone to visit them, wherever it is, uh, in your camera bag, and just sit and chat with them for a while. Because in doing that, you can you start to build a rapport with somebody and then you get the camera out and start doing your photography all the while talking to them and keeping that rapport going. And it's quite obvious uh, when you look at portrait photographs whether that person is relaxed with the photographer or is feeling very tense. And um, if, if this is um, something that sounds familiar to you, do remember that uh, when people get the portrait taken, obviously it's not something um, doing that they're normally doing every day. So they're, they're going to be a bit more tense than um, usual, at least to start with. So there are ways you can handle that. And that's one. So whatever it is that's gone wrong in the image that you're not happy with, first of all, sort of deconstruct it, work out what went wrong and look at what you have to do differently or perhaps look at what you can take away from it. If it's not the image you were going for, but you kind of like it, what is it about it that you like? What did you do differently, perhaps unintentionally, that's given you that result? Okay, so that's... um, the podcast for um, for now. Uh, I hope you found that interesting. Um, yeah, I do suggest if a lot of this is new, you, you think about taking photography course as well, uh, because that will get you through the basics, but it will also give you ideas about how to vary your photography and perhaps uh, develop your style. So I'm going to go and I will speak to you on the next podcast. So bye for now and have a great day. Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, With the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, You'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is information available through my website and um, also on the uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. 